to die at noon on June 21st. My clothes were taken from me. The next moment I found myself in the dungeon with moldy straw for a bed and some rats for company. But I fell asleep in spite of it all. Am I still dreaming? It's no dream that you're to be burned at the stake. Worse still, Merlin, the king's magician, hath cast a spell on any who would help you. If you tell anyone, I'll be lost. Merlin? Why, that crazy old man with his silly beliefs. But it suddenly came to me that if everyone here was so afraid of Merlin's magic, perhaps I could work out a plan. Tell the king that I, too, am a powerful magician. I will blot out the sun, and if I should die, it will never shine again. As I stood at the stake the next day, the sun began to darken. No! Please, fair sir, stop this darkness. Name your terms, but spare the sun. Well, I figured if I really was in King Arthur's court, I might just as well make the best of it. I should like to be your highest advisor. I should also like some clothes. Free him. Dress him like a prince. All shall honor him. He is now the king's right hand. The plan had worked. By the time they got me untied... The eclipse was total. Let the magic pass away. But though I was dressed in silk and had the best rooms in the castle, there were few comforts that make for an easy life. There was no soap, no sugar, no coffee, no tea, no tobacco, and no glass in the windows. I saw that I was just another Robinson Crusoe. I began to see that to make life better, I must invent many things. I must set brain and hand to work and keep them busy. The eclipse had scared the people almost to death. Thousands came to see me perform another great deed. This turned Merlin green with envy. He started a report that I was not a magician. I knew that something had to be done, and soon. To give me time, I had Merlin thrown into prison. Then I told everyone that I would blow up Merlin's tower by fires from heaven. I told Clarence that this was the kind of magic that had to be worked on first. We set about making a few bushels of blasting powder and a lightning rod. Working by night, we laid the explosives. On the 13th night, we placed the lightning rod. Then we waited until the next afternoon for the thunderstorm that was expected. I had Merlin set free and sent over to meet me in front of the tower. I'm going to call down fire and blow up your tower. But first, I'll give you a chance to break my magic and stop the fire. Go ahead. Do not worry. I can, and I will. He began to mutter and slowly worked himself into a trance. I waited until the coming storm reached us, and then I faced him. Alabop, magic, stop. Your magic is weak. Now it is my turn. It was a great bit of magic. A streak of lightning set off the blasting powder, and the tower blew up in a fountain of fire. The crowds left in a hurry, and for the time being, no one in the kingdom thought it wise to meddle in my affairs. It was a strange country. Everyone seemed to live for only one reason, to crawl before the king, the church, and the nobles. I could have become a noble easily enough, but I didn't really want to be one. I suppose I just wasn't brought up that way. 
But one day I did receive a fitting title. It fell from the lips of a blacksmith, and it stuck. All hail! The boss cometh! It caught on and passed from mouth to mouth with a knowing smile. In ten days, it was as familiar as the king's name. They were always having grand tournaments at Camelot, but to me they seemed like silly human bullfights. One day I was the victim of one of those jokes where the teller does all the laughing and the listener just looks a little bit sick. Sir Dinadan was about the worst joke teller and the biggest bore. As he rode away after one of his long stories, I said something I shouldn't have. I hope he gets killed. However, another night, Sir Sagramore heard my remark and thought I meant it for him. He became angry and wanted to fight. But the fight was set for several years in the future. Sir Sagramore was...